IABC Ottawa presents The Voice. The Voice offers expert insights and practical takeaways for people in the marketing communications industry. We're sharing the latest ideas and issues with sector professionals. What can we do to help you take your career to the next level? Hi, I'm Sherilyn Starkey, and this is The Voice. So it's about us as professional communicators because we're, we're the ones the association is trying to help. So this is what we got was long-term, what would be our utopia? And that would be to have a professional communicator at the heart of every business. CER is all about supporting chapter leader development. So whether we can offer professional development, whether we can be resources to one another, problem solving, celebrating successes, we really exist to serve chapter leaders. Hi, I'm Sherry Lynn Starkey, your host of The Voice. Last month, I and like many IABC leaders around the world traveled to Dallas for our annual Leadership Institute, and I brought along my handy little mic so that I could gather some voices and commentary from the two-day conference to share with everyone here on The Voice. What follows now is three separate segments. The first is with Ginger Homan, who is treasurer of IABC. She was at LI to present the World Cafe. That's a strategic planning session where the group discuss IABC's vision, purpose, philosophy, and value propositions. I managed to record Ginger's presentation where she talks about our new mission and vision, and it's uh, really exciting what she's sharing about the, the changes that are being made to take IABC forward. With no further ado, I'm going to shut up now and uh, let you listen to Ginger. And when I put it through Hemingway Editor, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, it gives you, you know, a rating on, on how well, how difficult. Um, I got a grade 13. But we're not just reading it for, you know, how difficult it is to read, but is it still completely relevant? But at the same time, in today's world, we want our vision and our mission statement to be so simple that you don't have to worry about memorizing it, reminding it. It almost comes a rally cry so that when you're, you have programs coming in for your chapters, you can think, okay, does this help accomplish that? So that's what we're working on. And what I'm going to show you is definitely draft. It's not done, which is why you'll see them posted over on the board. I'm completely open to ideas, words, things, you know, just concepts that you think will help drive us to the right place. So nothing is written in stone. When we get done with this process, though, you will see them again at the AGM meeting because, you know, it is bylaw, so it does require a vote of the AGM. But we want to give you guys something that's actually usable, that you can use not just to rally your chapters, but to help set the future for your chapter. You know, what programs should we have? What networking events should we have? So that's that's our hope and our dream. So where the, it is right now, it, it comes out as a grade six, and I'd like to stay in that six to seven grade zone, is a professional communicator at the heart of every business. Now, one thing that we were thinking... Yeah. That discussion that we had when we were going through the process is, is the vision statement about the association or is the vision statement about what we want the association to help accomplish? So it's about us as professional communicators because we're, we're the ones the association is trying to help. So this is what we thought was long-term, what would be our utopia? 
and that would be to have a professional communicator at the heart of every business. Being in there, helping to drive the strategy, it's just accepted that you're at the table. So that's what we want to work towards. This is our mission statement. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> really long. Um, it ranked at grade 11, so of our current statements, it was one of the better ones. But one of the things that came up as we were working through this process, we currently have a vision, a mission, a philosophy statement, and a purpose statement. And I got a lot of questions from, explain to me again the difference between mission and purpose. Because really at the core, there's not a difference. You even use the word to define the other word. Here's our current purpose statement, which was a grade 18 on the editor check. Yeah, and it, it talks about the audiences. Okay, I get that. But once again, we need a single statement that with the vision statement talking about where we want to be, our utopia, we wanted a statement that talked about what we're going to do to get there, you know, what we're here for as an association and as leaders. So we combined it into one statement. And this actually came out of the listening tour. The words we heard the most around the world in every region was about advancing the profession, connecting us with each other, and then developing our professionals. And we want also a big piece of the mission statement that we'll be talking through this afternoon, and then up on the board if you want to leave a message, is this has to work on the local level, it has to work on the regional level, and it has to work at the international level. We really need you to be thinking through, you know, what would this mean to my chapter? So to advance, connect, and develop professional communicators to be a force for good in business and society. statement. You know, grade 14, you know, it's nice. I'm sure you all know last year with the brand rollout and the, the new brand guidelines, there's a value statement in there. And so it only made sense to unify the brand across all our documentation. And so what we're proposing is taking the value statement that came out with the, the brand guidelines and, and embracing that as our philosophy. A philosophy is, you know, at the, your core values the way you want to conduct business, the way you want to run your chapter. It's, it's the piece you keep coming to that really defines who we are as an organization. So we are practitioner-driven. I mean, you know, you guys are a clear example of the volunteers that we have that run this organization that help educate and connect communicators around the world. So then the four statements, we represent the global profession, we create connection, we are a diverse community, and we focus on insights and results. So I know that you guys recognize those from um, the new brand and from the hashtags that we use. So it just made sense to make that consistent, to not write yet another message, you know, another set of words, when this is really what we stand for. And then the value proposition. The question came up while we were going to the vision, mission, and values. You know, let's look at the value proposition. And basically, a value proposition is your response. It's your elevator speech when somebody says, why should I join IABC? What, you know, what is the value there? IABC creates opportunities for professional communicators to lead, learn, and connect with global peers. So these are the three statements. All of a sudden, we went from these statements, you know, that could hardly fit on one page. Because I do think that when you are reviewing them on the board, you have to look at them as a group. You know, you've got the vision, that's where we want to be. You've got the mission, that's what we're going to do to get there. 
And then you have the philosophy, which are our values, what we believe in, and how that how we're going to drive each other to succeed. Which brings us to the 1720 strategic framework. It goes back to that mission purpose statement. Advance, connect, develop. And we have to make sure that even though we heard that time and time again on the listening tour, that that's going to connect at the chapter level, the regional level, and then the international. Because if at the end of today or by lunch we find that it does, that's going to be the framework that we're going to continue for this three-year strategic plan to figure out how we deliver value to you guys and to your members. I was lucky enough to grab Sarah Taylor, who's the regional chair of IEBC Canada East, to do a quick little interview where she talks about the role of regional boards and about her role as chair on the regional board. Very interesting and insightful interview. So I'm standing here in the Dallas Sheraton with Sarah Taylor, who is also attending the Leadership Institute with me. Sarah, can you tell me what your official IEBC role is? I currently serve as the chair for Canada East Region, so proudly helping to work with the leaders of the eight chapters in Canada East. Okay, and what's your day job? Oh, goodness, my day job most of the time is a part-time professor at Humber College in the public relations programs and also helping manage the internships. And how did you come to be involved with CER? I actually got a random phone call one day, as often volunteers do, asking me if I was interested in stepping up. And I actually at first said I thought there'd been a mistake because I'd never served in a role as a chapter leader. I'd done a lot of work within the Toronto chapter. I had done work with headquarters on world conferences, but I hadn't served officially as a chapter president. And I said, oh, you must be mistaken. Uh, I don't think I'd be capable of serving in that role. And I was encouraged to get to know the role a little bit. And I joined CER board, I guess, six years ago. And I've really enjoyed being involved. And what is the role that uh, CER plays? CER is all about supporting chapter leader development. So whether we can offer professional development, whether we can be resource to one another, problem solving, celebrating successes. We really exist to serve chapter leaders. If someone wants to volunteer or get involved with CER, how should they do that? We would love for people to get involved with CER. The biggest time frame for getting involved with CER is uh, sort of in the month of March, we'll be looking for people to sign on to the available spots for the CER board for nominations for that close out at the end of March so that we can have our AGM at the end of April for the next board year. But it's beyond that. We can always make good use of extra hands. We've, we'll be the lead on the Silver Leaf Awards next year. So while it may not be an official board position around the table, extra hands, extra great brains, extra, extra thoughts on uh, how to be successful with all of our programs would be beneficial. Next, I had the chance to, to interview Jennifer Waugh, who has a string of letters after her name, ABC, MC, IABC Fellow. She is the chair of IABC Canada West, and in this interview, she talks to me a little bit about the value of volunteering and why IABC is important to her. So I'm sitting here with Jennifer. Jennifer, can you tell us your official role with IABC? I am the current region chair for Canada Western Region in IABC, a role I'm recycling from about 15 years ago when I first did it. So really pleased to be involved. What made you decide to do it again? You know, over the 30 years I've been a member, not only have I found many best friends and incredible learning through IBC, I call it my leadership MBA, but I've got about 90% of my business as an independent consultant who runs a storytelling agency in Vancouver through IABC. So frankly, I got involved again because it's a good marketing opportunity and a great learning opportunity. And what's on the horizon for the next year? What are the big highlights in the upcoming calendar? 
IBC-wise, I think the growth of certification with the new exam, the new level coming in June. You know, we've been hearing a lot at Leadership Institute about the way the I and IBC and the way that the IBC model works well in many areas. But I think also we'll be, need to begin to look at the way the model needs to adapt in different markets outside North America, etc. I'm really excited about the vision and mission discussion this morning, the idea of putting a professional communicator at the heart of every business. I think it really resonates with me and is a bit of a rallying cry. I think there's a huge role for IBC with regards to the ethics discussion and ethics and communication, and I'm pleased about the, the pledge or petition that has been circulating recently, and I hope we continue to lead more in that way. And to aspiring IABC leaders, do you have any advice for them about getting involved in chapter leadership? Do it. Um, it's one of those it's it's one of those cliches that you get out what you put in. Certainly, I can say in my role as region chair, I sit on the Council of Regions, which serves as IBC's nominating committee for various international committees and the International Executive Board. And one of the things that gets a lot of weight on my review of candidates is past IBC experience. So if you are a current IBC leader at any level and you aspire to someday work on an international committee or board start to build up that experience at the chapter and regional and then international level as you go, because that's what will shine well on an IBC resume in the future. The Voice podcast is published by IABC Ottawa for marketers, communicators, and creative advertisers everywhere. We'd like to thank Amanda Speroni from Thornley Falls Communications, our sponsor. Amanda is our producer. I am Sherry Lynn Starkey, your host. I'm the past president of IABC Ottawa, and I'm the current president of Thornley Falls Communications with offices in Ottawa and Toronto. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Sherry Lynn Starkey, or at Twitter, at Sherry Lynn, or reach out to IABC at IABC Ottawa on Twitter. Thank you for listening, and please watch for future episodes of The Voice from IABC Ottawa. (laughs) 